One of the reasons for starting this podcast was to examine film and get at the core of what the movies we watch are about. But over time, this show has become much more about self-examination and reflection. Some movies layer their themes with complex webs of story intricacies, while others wear their hearts on their sleeve. Much like today's film discussion, 2013's About Time. As the story goes, one day, veteran screenwriter Richard Curtis was having lunch with a friend when a topic of happiness came. Curtis admitted that he himself wasn't feeling very fulfilled in his own life and described to his friend what a perfect ordinary day for him would be. Later on, while continuing to reflect on this thought, Curtis realized that the day he had eating lunch with his friend actually matched what his own description of his idea of perfection was. But he was so preoccupied that he missed it. This was the genesis of his next screenplay, a story revolving around a normal guy learning how to find happiness within the ordinary. The addition of the ability to time travel was later added to spice up and deepen the narrative. For the time travel aspects of the script, many production studios had a crack at creating some exciting visual effects for the time travel in this film. But ultimately, Curtis, who decided to direct the film as well, decided that a much more toned down version of time travel would be appropriate for the film. About Time made its way into theaters in the fall of 2013 after being delayed from the summer of the same year. The film was a surprise international success, receiving both positive critical feedback and grossing over $88 million worldwide on a $12 million budget. And Walter Hagen once said, you're only here for a short visit. Don't hurry, don't worry, and be sure to smell the flowers along the way. So today, we're taking a moment to sniff the roses and ask the question, about time, what's it about? I'm Ricardo Blade Diaz. I'm Seth Crow. I'm Megan Branham. And this is the What's It About Film Podcast, a show where we try to glean the meaning of it all through the media we consume, holding the mirror to ourselves, and see how it reflects in our own lives. Seth and Megan, how are we doing today, or tonight, or tomorrow? Tomorrow. <laughs> or yesterday. I'm how are good. we doing, guys? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm in tomorrow. Yeah, You're in, tomorrow. in tomorrow. I'm in tomorrow. Yes. It's 9.30 here. 9.30. So for any of our uh, folks listening out there... Um, Megan is in Bali right now. Yeah, which is which in she, Indonesia. It's Indonesia. <laughs> also, if anyone, <laughs> it's topical because Rachel McAdams says, I want two weeks in Bali. Yes, I heard that. Does. I thought of that. Yeah. I, I heard that. Which yeah. I thought was funny. Yes, um, she does. Yes, I am in Bali. This is day two. Day two. Uh, all right. Well, I, we chatted a little bit before the show started, but uh, you're enjoying yourself so far? Yes, yeah, it's um, it's beautiful. It's a little hot, but I'm from Florida, so that's fun. And that there's a pool, sense. and we're really close to the beach, and we've got a couple of things like scheduled. Um, it is definitely like very different from anywhere I've ever traveled before, but I think that's good for. I think that's good to get like totally out of your comfort zone. Teaches you things. Yeah, and yeah, it's also I'm not that far out of my comfort zone because like our Airbnb is so beautiful and like relaxing. Yeah. So it's yeah. you know, it's out of my comfort zone light. Like it's very mm. doable. Yep. I am squarely within my comfort zone. This is my childhood <laughs> bedroom. Right here. For Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. I'm home for Thanksgiving. Nice. Um, yeah. And Seth, you're in your apartment and your my family had visited. This is yes. my new comfort zone. Yes. Uh, I feel like uh, this is the first podcast we've really had that like things are starting to iron out after a while. So mm-hmm. it feels good. Nice. It feels it feels good. Uh, yeah, this is my new my new new Set up. apartment. 
which is uh, starting to feel like home. So we're all in different places, but we're all together. So that's really yes. nice. Yeah. Uh, I do want to apologize for any of our fans out there that uh, the our uh, Monty Python episode took a minute to get up. There were some technical difficulties. Um, it, don't worry. It's nobody's fault. It's I nobody's tried so fault. hard. I kept no, it open for like at, like two hours trying to get it to upload. It's and that's nobody's I fault. We'll figure it out. It might not. Honestly, it might not even be out by the time this episode comes out. And that's fine. You know, not a big deal. But again, it's nobody's fault. It's just the way that's, these that's things the Holy are That's the Holy Grail sometimes. episode. It may <laughs> yeah. just never yeah <laughs> uh but again that's okay it's not a problem these things happen when you're using technology and such so um i know my aunt uh when i saw her for thanksgiving was like did you guys miss a week and i was like yeah there's a reason for that but like not a big deal she's like oh, okay she's like, you're still doing it though i was like yeah there's another one coming don't worry about it um well we got a, your aunt is on the pulse that hard yeah, yeah that's, that's okay nice. good to know good to know that's we nice. have i guess so hi <laughs> Good to know. Uh, we hi, have Aunt Priscilla. Hi, Aunt Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got the accountability of my aunt. She'll she'll let us yeah. know if we're not on top of it. Nice. Cool. Um, cool. And uh, so yeah, it's we're kind of right in the midst of the holiday season. I mean, Thanksgiving for us, Thanksgiving was yesterday. For for Megan, it was two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what's everyone? How's everyone been doing? Yeah. On the calendar, but not time-wise, which is trippy. I don't – I uh, can't think about it for too long. It hurts. Um, yeah. So I'm yeah. just using – I have my, like, world clock where I have Nashville set on there, and I check that. Otherwise, okay, I just, like, go. lose it. Yeah. But, yeah. Did you – Did you? what did you have for Thanksgiving, <laughs> both of you? So, Ricky, you go first because <laughs> oh. I don't have any. Well, my family tends to do the same stuff, but, like, we have, like – we have our we have turkey, but we're not as big of a turkey family. So we also have prime rib. We got some uh, candied yams. We got uh, cheesy potatoes. We got lasagna. We got uh, biscuits. We got broccoli. All lasagna? kinds of lasagna. Yeah, lasagna. We're a, we're a lasagna family, buddy. I like you that. Watch it. Yeah, I, like and, I, mean, uh, I like lasagna. I like lasagna, but on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. That's, Oh, yeah, and wild. Devil, deviled eggs. Love deviled I eggs. I love deviled eggs. Yeah. My mom yeah. makes the best deviled eggs on the planet. Hey, my mom makes I the will, best I deviled will, eggs. I will throw them we will, I will fight you. I will fight you. Fuck you. I'm telling. My mom is right down the stairs right here. I'll tell uh, your her mom you is, said that. Your mom is the nicest lady on the planet. She's so nice. Yeah. She's She's the nicest lady on the planet. I'll throw down on my mom's behalf. <laughs> we'll do a, a deviled eggs off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take your mom's recipe, I'll take my mom's recipe, and we'll see whose is better. Do you ever see that episode of Gilmore Girls where they devil egg his car? Yes. Could do that. I've no, never watched never a full mind. episode of, it. of, de- of... <laughs> never And mind. yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what about you, Megan? What did you have for your? Because I think you were traveling during that time, right? Yeah, we landed on um, on the twenty third. Yeah, on the twenty third at like four. You and posted just, a really yummy picture of some things. Well, that was in the uh, Taiwan airport, and that was really good. Um, so the flights were like it was like six hours to San Francisco, and then fourteen hours to Taiwan, and then six hours to Bali. So the only real meal we ate was in the airport in Taiwan. It was very good. It was like braised pork and like cabbage and rice and soup. It was super good. Oh, that sounds great. In Taiwan. Um, Very mm -hmm. nice. 
Um, and then I got a little boba tea for the plane. Ooh. And then we landed and we were just both so tired that we like, we got the Airbnb had a driver pick us up. So they dropped us and we were going to order food in, but we couldn't figure out how to work like the version of Uber Eats here because it wouldn't take our cards and we were still figuring out the cash system, which we, I think we mm. figure it out now. But um, so we, I ended up eating a box of Cheez-Its. For nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then I went to bed at 730. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So Happy Thanksgiving. Only, so wait, so wait, I'm confused. So you you own so you only ate a box of Cheez-Its on proper Thanksgiving? On proper Thanksgiving, I ate see it's confusing because like I landed you slept here through most of it. When I woke so I landed here technically on Wednesday or like really early morning of Thanksgiving. So I didn't okay. eat any, yeah, I think the only thing I ate on actual, actual Thanksgiving was, although, hold on. <laughs> I think, okay, so I think my Friday morning was your Thanksgiving night, which means our Airbnb gives like a complimentary breakfast in the, the first morning of your stay. So the their um, staff came in and cooked us like eggs and um, like fresh fruit and juice and stuff nice. like that. So I did there you eat. Go. They're so nice. They're so nice here. Breakfast. It's insane. Anyway, so yes, I ate Cheez Its and then eggs. So nice. nice. What about you, Seth? What's your go to on the Thanksgiving? Um, so uh, my mom and dad, so the reason I was showing off my TV is because my mom and dad brought me my TV for, it's my Christmas present because uh, mm. I needed a TV. Um, and so they spoiled me and got me a huge one, which, um, so, so they came to see me for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to eat at, uh, Fleming's for lunch, which is like a steakhouse around here. Um, and it was cool cause mom and dad had never in their life eaten out on Thanksgiving. Like, oh yeah. They're in their sixties and they've never eaten out on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So they loved it. Like no cleanup, no. Yeah. It's kind of nice sometimes. Yeah. So I had a, I had a ribeye and, and then they, they left after that. And and then I, I drove Uber all night, which is like kind of the ideal day to drive for Uber because uh, no one's on the roads, but everybody. People who need to get places. Yeah. Yeah. But people need to get places. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's So. so true. It's been a good week for me, you know. Uh, this has been a good week. I feel like I'm finally getting my head on straight a little bit uh, after everything, and mm. uh, I think uh, I'm starting to strategize about the future, which is yep. cool. Um, yeah, yeah. But we should talk about the movie. Awesome. I was just gonna say. I mean, speaking of you know us being all being different time zones, different sizes of the world, and this time of year being about holidays and family and everything like that um, kind of really plays and rolls right into today's movie of discussion, which is my choice, which is 2013's About Time. Um, This is a movie that I saw around the time it came out um, and is a movie that even though it's not a very flashy movie, it's not like a movie that like hits very hard or very least like, it's a very nice movie. It's a very nice movie and it could be a movie that most, a lot of people might easily kind of forget about. And I think a lot of people do forget about it. But for me, it's one of those movies that 
at least when I watch it and when I think about it, is a movie that has stuck with me over these last 10 years since it's came out. Um, and it's a movie that I revisit semi-frequently, you know, as frequently as a, a, a movie, a rabid, uh, a rabid movie goer watches a repeat, watches a movie. You know what I mean? You tend to watch a bunch of new stuff all the time and only every so often revisit things that you've already seen. Um, so I would say I revisit pretty frequently for that in those purposes. Uh, for you two, uh, Megan and Seth, uh, had you heard or seen about time before this? And uh, what was your kind of experience with it? Uh, maybe the first time you saw it, maybe this time. Should I go first? Megan, you want to go first? Yeah. Sure. Um, I, sorry, I'm adding it to my letterbox right now because it wasn't on there. I'm adding <gasps> it to my liked movies. Oh, yeah. That's how it You works. forgot about it. I didn't forget about it. It's just I've only recently started to use Letterbox, like really. Hmm. Um, I saw this, like when it, I saw it in theaters when it came out. I don't remember like how. I don't think we like went to see it like the day it came out or anything. But we, um, my mom and I both really like Richard Curtis, um, Notting mm-hmm. Hills, like one of my favorite movies. It's one of my mom's favorite movies, Love Actually. One of that's both. Yep. Um, that's yeah. Sorry, I can't talk. <laughs> that one's a big deal for both of us. Um, so we knew we wanted to see it and the only, like, I remember it vividly. I remember leave like crying so Mm -hmm. hard and I cry every time I watch this movie, sometimes just a little bit. Sometimes it's like a little, like one tear moment. And sometimes it's Mm -hmm. like, like this time it's like a full like cry. But the first time I saw it, I was, it was, it was a lot. And like, I remember going through the Starbucks drive-thru with my mom after Mm -hmm. and we both hadn't really talked since we left the theater and we like looked at each other to like figure out what we wanted to order and then started crying again. Um, and ever since then, it's been one of my favorite movies. I was very happy when you picked it. Cause I watch Yay. it probably once a year. It's like my, okay. this might be like, some people might find this like sacrilegious, but to me it feels like a modern day. It's a wonderful life in terms of like how it makes it me has that feel, feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of after you're like, you know, it's very um, yeah. It hits you in the, in the sentimentality bone for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's my experience with it. I watch it yeah once a year. Or so awesome. Well, thank you for sharing, Megan. What about you, Seth? Had once, you ever seen About Time? I had no knowledge of this film before. Like I can't. I actually almost watched the wrong movie. I almost watched uh, Out of such Time. Such a Seth thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I almost watched Out of Out of Time. Uh, I thought it would be funny if I was like interjecting about the other movie as we were watching, as we were talking about. Yeah, you should have done that. Great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I almost watched Out of Time. Uh, but I found the right movie. There's actually another one called About Time that's like a mm. Hallmark film yeah. that I also almost watched. Um, but uh, let me put it this way I had to stop this movie three times. Uh, I had to stop it three times. I couldn't. I had to just go somewhere else. I had to go get coffee. I had to, uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, this movie has no prosody with anything that's going on in my life right now. Uh, so had no effect on me. Absolutely. <laughs> Complete, completely. Well, nothing, think- nothing in this movie affected me. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it, it was, uh, it was really, um, it was really good. It was really good. I'm glad you liked it because, again, it's one of those movies I think is so – it's not subtle. I wouldn't say – I wouldn't call it subtle. But it's 
low key. It's a low. Yeah. It's a very low key movie. That the time is, travel is almost like not even a thing. Exactly. You know, like it. That's like the yeah. hook for for some people. I yeah. think it's like it made it easier to advertise. Probably that it's like a time travel movie. But like you said, it's such a. It's just a mechanism for the the theme. It's just a mechanism for the heart of the movie to yeah. be able to explore. Yeah. And it's it's like I said, they they went to some public. Uh, they went to some studio like. FX studios and asked them to like mock up an effect for that time travel thing. And they, they're like, you know, a few different places. We're kind of going to make it a little bit bigger of a, of a spectacle of the movie. And ultimately they're like, no, we want it to be almost an afterthought, like um, a, a mechanism and an engine for the movie, but not necessarily take away from what it's, what it's really getting at. Um, but I, I think for that reason, it's it's such a light-handed movie in that way. You know what I mean? It's very it, it's very gentle. It's very sweet. It's very easy to watch as far as like yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a it's a it's definitely a mood movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like and like. It does a good job of, I think, capturing, like, it's still, like, I hope I say these words correctly. Uh, I, I, it, it captures a male, a male audience. Like, it does a good job of capturing a male audience, I think, but it's still, like, romantically indulgent. It's, it's a super romantic. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's romantic not just about love. It's romantic about life. Life. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a life romance, which is very... Like you said, like it's a wonderful life. That's what that movie's kind of about too. It's like mm-hmm. it's not just about the love story between the characters. It's really about all this other wonderful, lovely stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, and life is crazy. Crazy. Life is crazy. Seth, mm-hmm. have you seen Notting Hill? Yeah, but a long, um, long time ago. Like I'm just I haven't. Curious. I I loved it when I saw it, but honestly, okay. I can't, I watched it when I was like. 21 so i don't remember all i remember is it's f- kind of funny and <laughs> and and julia roberts it's julia roberts right yeah yeah i just remember being absolutely in love with her in that movie like i've never been a julia well that's not true she's amazing in hook um sorry as tink I'm, as tink yeah she's like so hot as tinkerbell <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I was just wondering because, like, the thing you said about it capturing a male audience and this being like kind of a romantic comedy that you liked. I think Richard Curtis is like, like he just he does a good job of making like romantic comedies, but like for people like yeah. you who maybe don't like, normally I, like that, like me. But, well, like I Notting do. Hill. I, I need to confess. I need to confess. I need to confess. I love romantic comedies. They just make me feel things I don't want to fucking feel. Um, That's mm-hmm. the problem. That's, That's the truth of the matter. Like Have the truth of the matter. Four is, weddings I and a funeral. Those. Yeah, that movie is fucking hysterical. Yeah, Wait, and it's are we so talking good. About the same movie? Four are weddings and a funeral. Movie? Hugh Grant. Yeah. So and so, so. What's the guy's name? The redheaded guy that gets on the roof and he's like fucked up. Uh, maybe I'm thinking a. I'm thinking of death at a funeral. You're thinking of no. death oh. at a funeral. The Chris Rock. The Chris Rock yeah. movie. Different. No, no. There's a there's a British version. There's a British version. Of death at a funeral. Sorry, okay. this is totally tangential. Yeah, sorry. The British I was version. Of, 
Mm-hmm. We'll go back. I'm sorry. We'll circle back. My brain won't let me not. So, uh, <laughs> right. so, so uh, there's a British version of Death at a Funeral with maybe the funniest scene I've ever seen in a movie uh, where the actor is tripping on acid and he gets on the roof of, and it's like, it's not, don't watch the Chris Rock one, watch the British one. It's awesome. But four wedding, is it four weddings? And a funeral. And a funeral. I have never seen. Is this also the like same? That. Same guy. Is this the same, same yeah. guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Richard I, Curtis. Yeah. I have, uh, I have feelings about some of the stylization and some of the dialogue, but it's all irrelevant because what the movie is doing is, is like my shit, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like, so where should we go from here? Well, so let's start off with like, one of the areas that I think this movie starts off with, let's start off kind of where the movie starts off with, you know, um, Tim, who's the main character played by, uh, Domo Gleason, uh, is told by his dad played by Bill Nighy that, the men in his family had this ability to time travel uh, and only in, you know, not travel through space, just through time in their own lives, basically. So they can go back to moments in their own lives and basically relive them. Uh, and one of the first things that uh, Tim's dad asked him is like, what do you, you know, what, now that you know, you have this power, what are you going to, what do you want to do with it? Right. And he talks about wanting to go for money and his dad's like, uh, it doesn't really work out for, for us most of the time. Like we've had other members in the family do the same thing and it doesn't really work out. And then the next thing he's like, I, you know, I'm looking for love. I'm looking for companionship. I want, you know, I want a girlfriend basically is what he says, but really he's looking for, for romance and love. So I think that's, I mean, that's a big portion of this movie. Mm-hmm. That's probably like the first third. So, what do you guys think of that section of the movie um, as far as like when it comes to dating, when it comes to romance and like, for example, time travel movies like this or time loop movies like this, specifically when I, when I think about Groundhog Day, people always have this argument about Groundhog Day, how there's a, uh, there's a creep factor to that, right? <laughs> how like he like want he uses his ability to time travel to make her fall in love with him to like basically manipulate her into falling in love with him. And like, that's kind of creepy a part of that movie. Um, they don't do that in this movie necessarily. And I think I kind of respect this movie for that, that he doesn't like use has very time travel abilities. To, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't use time travel to go back to and get the date right. He's necessarily, he politely, you know, yeah. Just, it's always it, polite. He, he, like so, I guess my first question is: What do you, what are you guys' feelings about the time travel necessarily, like, and how it was used, and like, what would you, what are some things that you guys would do if you could do this? Like, where would you um, go in your life? Like, I want to say, well, first I want to give a shout out to like even the way he reacts to the news that they can travel through time. Mm-hmm. I think is very like fairly realistic. Um, I think like him, yeah, I think him being like, no, but then him like (laughs) earnestly trying, like he doesn't like go fake it. He doesn't go like, oh, I tried, like think his dad's like cracked up. He's like, Mm. I love you. I'll do this. Um, And like, I think because he's so such a romantic person, I think maybe like all of all three of us here, we would probably earnestly try. Um, Yes. And maybe some people wouldn't. 
So I think that that, like, even that sets it up to, like, make you, like, endear you to this whole family. And um, as far as the romantic part and the time travel, I only take issue with, like, a couple of things. I think Mm -hmm. it's a very sweet – I feel like you could say that him, like, using her Kate Moss line at the party could be manipulative. But I choose to frame it as he now is taking a genuine interest in a thing she's interested in or at least trying to make her Mm -hmm. feel, like – understood which is what you do in a relationship anyway when you learn about someone so i'm like okay you get a pass that's fine you're not faking it just to get laid Mm -hmm. um and then my only other concern is the sex scene where Mm -hmm. he just goes again to have sex but like it's not so much that i'm like fuck that guy it's like okay a man wrote this whatever yes um I think for I, me, what helps me get away from from like it feeling creepy is that the first time that they have a connection, yeah, was genuine. Like yeah. she, yeah. he did that first date honestly, and she liked him. She gave him her number and was like, "Call me." Like like they had a connection yeah. before he had started before, so she already liked him, and so yeah. like it's not like in Groundhog Day. Andy McDowell's character does not like Bill Murray's character. Like yeah. they they don't get along. There isn't love there, not really. Or maybe there is, and it's like really shaded. But like very clearly, Tim and Mary have a connection, and Mary's into Tim. And so, mm-hmm. I think I can be like, okay, she already had expressed interest in you, so it's okay if like, and you went and helped a friend and lost and lost your opportunity with her. So I can like be like, oh, but she already like said she kind of likes me so like give me another shot at this kind of thing yeah um and also with the sex thing she invited him up and told basically said i consent to having sex with you yes no that's totally i yeah and i don't think i i agree it doesn't bother me so much that i like i just you're right though it's like typical man um i do think it's kind of thoughtful of him to like go back to do a better job (laughs) I feel like that's mm-hmm. nice of him. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's kind of doing sweet. that. One hundred percent. It's for him 100%. and for her. Yeah, it's for there's no them. way. They're yeah, there's a good no time. way. And then she's like, and she's like, only once is enough. Yeah, my dream guy. He's like, funny. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I bought it. I bought it totally. Like, I mean, yeah. like every guy's gonna do that. Yeah. Like, every every guy. <laughs> I buy it. Yeah. Um, uh, I I think you could take I think the reason it works is like you said, Ricky, you could take the time travel out and it would just be it would be as sweet and believable as like their chemistry is really good and the way they look at each other is so sweet. Like the first time she comes out of the restaurant is one of my favorite parts. Um yeah. And Rachel McAdams is so adorable. She's so, so adorable. sweet. She's so beautiful. This is, this is probably a little out of time, but <laughs> I, I I think um I don't know. Part of me thinks that when you die, you have this ability. So mm-hmm. like, like, like your brain releases all that DMT and like you can access your memories and almost experience them again. And maybe, I mean, I don't fucking know, but like maybe that's ghosts, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. that's, and it's like, you're, it's, it's like, you have to choose to let go even at, upon death through that chemical gateway. Mm-hmm. So, But that's neither here nor there. No, that's really interesting. Uh, Can I ask one more question about things you've seen and haven't seen? Yeah. Have you seen yeah. a ghost story? Yeah, with, with uh, Casey yeah. Affleck. That's a lot like what you're talking about. It's one of my yeah. favorite movies. Oh, 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 oh. Talk about that it. movie. That's a really hard movie to watch, though. 
I, it's like it's more like performance art than it is a yeah. movie. <laughs> but I love it. But maybe I like I'll that movie pick too. it. The, yeah, I might the music pick it in that movie. Is, the music in that movie is really good too. Yeah, but it's a lot like what you're talking about, Seth. Like, mm-hmm. are it, we like, our it, own ghosts? You know, and time yeah, is a, I mean, not not a flat. I, I have some weird. I'm going to be saying some weird shit later, uh, <laughs> probably as normal as usual. But that's uh, kind of rela- it's kind of related. It's kind of related to that. Um, yeah. Would would you if you again if you had this power would you use this to like craft a date like would Here's you would you yeah, I would can't you I can't answer it? that no fuck that I can't answer that question uh, with integrity after watching the film and like because I know it's not the answer right right like but like well, I know yes. it's not the answer. But it's not the answer. But when you like first Tim, got the Tim power, goes through a, yeah, Tim goes through a learning process to get to the point that he gets to, and yeah. he doesn't get to that point unless he's. I just did this, okay? I just <laughs> fucking did this. I think I would probably use it the same way he does in terms of like embarrassing moments or like yeah. moments that you kind of are like, oh, that was so dumb. I would probably use it for that. I don't know if I would use it. I'm going back on dates I've had. <laughs> I'm thinking so hard. Probably, honestly. Yeah, if I was like 21, somebody was yeah. like, you can look cool all the time. I'd be like, fuck yeah. I think for me, I I don't have a, like if I'm actually using my life, like if I got that, this power right now and looking back at my life, looking at, back at these things, I probably don't have very many dates that I'm like, oh, that went horribly wrong or I made big mistakes on these dates. However, I think where I might use it more would be – and I've talked about this on the show. I think I have a lot of issues getting to the point of like asking a person out and like taking the opportunity when it presents itself mm-hmm. as I've been called out for by, with, by many friends – that I've, I miss opportunities a lot um, or make excuses as to why it's not an appropriate time to like, just like say something. And so I think what I might use this power for is like, did I miss it? Just a miss an opportunity just to say how I feel. Yeah. You know, and you know, not necessarily looking for an, an, an outcome or different, but like, yeah, it, it, it gives me a chance to just like, Give the moment a try. No, man, you know? you're doing it. You're you're doing it right already. Like if you're not doing it, if you're not doing it, then you're gonna do it. You're gonna figure out how to do it later. Because even if you say how you feel, it doesn't necessarily matter. Well, I so think like, that's what we see in this movie, right? We yeah. see it with uh with Margot yeah, Robbie, yeah. right? You yeah. know, he 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 does it at the end of the summer. That's, he he tells her, "I I have a crush on you." That's my favorite fucking line in the movie. And she's like, oh, "I wish you would have said it earlier." Like we would have had time to yeah, like develop yeah. this, and then yeah. he goes back. He's like, "Earlier, okay, I'll do it earlier." And he did it earlier. All the time and then, travel and in then the she world. Says, yep. yeah. All and the then time she says, "Yep." All the time in the world can't make someone fall in love with you. And, yeah. And I love that line, and I love also love that he doesn't keep trying after that, right? He's like, he has that realization, right? It's like, wow, yeah, yeah this is never nothing I do is going to change this. Like, no matter yeah. what she tells me, it's really. It's and not, then it's it not, does, not, and it has nothing to do with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it does, and it has nothing to do with him, and then he doesn't want it, which mm-hmm. is yeah. like that's such that's such a real life like that moment in the in the movie is so, I think accurate. 
I think it, it's a very, because mm-hmm. I've had those experiences, you know, like I've had, I've had very similar, not, not that kind of similar, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speaking like romantically necessarily here, but like moments in my life where I finally get a thing that I want. And then you just, you're just like, and now I don't even need it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um, fuck, there was another tr- thought trail there, but what was your question? I mean, it was just in general, like this power, I mean, the movie obviously has its own view of this. What does it, I, what does it mean? Right. I like, will give out like, I will succumb to, it would be fucking cool to be able to go do all the shit you want to do. Yeah, that read all the books. Really cool. I love that. Read all the books. That's yeah. Basically, yeah, you have all, all the, the time in the world, all the time, literally all the time in the world to just to just do whatever, to explore everything that you want. Yeah, travel. I go to yeah. I go to I'd go to Bali and Bollywood. You yeah, know? I'd go, I'd, <laughs> they're not the same place. Did you know? Yeah, they're they're not. They're very different places. For those of you out there who thought Bollywood and Bali were the same place, they're not. There's no singing and dancing in Bali. Well, that's not true. Singing and dancing. That's not true. They don't. No, no flash mobs. Sorry, no flash mobs in Bali. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, I don't really know how to guide this conversation today because it's. I mean, we're going to be out in. uh, You know, it is about time, Mm -hmm. and. And it, it, this this movie is so timely for me, and so. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I guess. Well, you know, let's just like dive headfirst into it. I mean, I think what's nice about this movie is that it it's about oh wait an oh, wait. ordinary it's about our ordinary lives, right? I, it's, I know. I hold on, hold on. Let's can we shove yeah, that? Yeah. All yeah. that. All that. All that. Yeah. Yeah, all that. It's, it's over here. I'll hold it can right I, here. It's over here. It's can I, in this bag. In this bag of Gardettos, I'll hold it there. Speaking of, can I hop? I, I need. I have coffee out there. It's so far get away. It, get it. I just want get to it. look at you can't it. Do okay, this, right you can't do this without coffee. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing it without coffee. <laughs> Diet Coke is your coffee. This is Diet Pepsi. Oh, because you're in St. Louis, and this is what my parents, <laughs> my, my mom bought. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine don't worry about it no i mean i know it's it's kind of cool it's kind of like life forcing you to mm-hmm. so much said and unsaid mm-hmm. but i'm cool i'm like good with it does that make sense like i'm like mm-hmm. it feels like yeah. it's breathing so yeah I get you. Where's she going to get this coffee? Out in the field? There's coffee out in the field out there. Let me go go harvest it real quick and toast it. I'll be right back. Bollywood. (laughs) Went to Bollywood for coffee. (laughs) She got flash flash mobbed on the way back, and that's why she's... She's like, this isn't supposed to happen here. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Not here. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's a very nice candle. Hey, more yeah. She, she, she totally shugged. She snubbed my television. It's a very nice TV. She's like, yeah, it's big. It's nice. It's cool. It's a very nice TV. 
It is very nice. I'm very proud of it. And yeah. I, I, I don't care that my parents bought it for me. Oh, my parents bought my TV. They literally for- – I kid you not. My parents literally forced me to get a TV. Yeah. They came to visit me and I did not have a TV in my room. They're like, you don't have a TV in your room. I was like, I don't need a TV in my room. And then they literally took me out to Target and bought one and put it in my yeah. room. They yeah. forced it on me. It doesn't It doesn't feel like home without a TV for some reason. Annabelle. She's out. She's sleeping? Yeah, I, I'm this is that's the only thing that I'm like. Annie's the only thing I'm sad about still. Hi, like, sorry. You're fine. It's okay. Did you get flash mobbed on your way back? I didn't. No, I was talking to my mom about the movie. Uh, <laughs> tell her to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We've never had a parent on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, where were we? were talking about. <laughs> She's like, no, that will not be happening. That will not be happening. <laughs> never. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? So uh, before we get into all the like life shit, uh, I do want to complain a little about some things. Okay. A little. Just I want to be a little critical. Um, you can tell that the way the dialogue was written for the women in this movie is by a man hearing exactly what he wants a woman to say. Like, 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 I'm like, some of the things and like the way some of the conversations go, I'm just like, bro, that would never happen. Like, it would never go that way. Yeah. Like, Rachel McAdams, so I've met Rachel McAdams. I've waited on her. Uh, She is by far the most like in real life she makes you feel exactly how you feel about her in movies like mm-hmm. it's why you're like i'm like i will marry you right now if you told me <laughs> to drop everything if you told me to drop everything and move with you to toronto i would do it uh she's like stunning and so 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 kind and nice and uh, so That's she's perfect casting there. perfect yes. casting uh for this um, but I don't care how nice she is. I don't care how perfect she is. I, I don't think a woman would ever say some of the things that she said in this movie that directly. Like, I just don't think it's possible. I, just, I kind of agree, I, but I kind of want to know what you're thinking of, like what lines I'm not saying. I, I agree. Uh, I, I'm, I'm bad at like actual dialogue, but the moments okay. are like, uh, the moments are like right before they have sex um especially when they come like the first the fucking first uh after they get out of the um after they get out of the 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 dark restaurant mm-hmm. right and they have that exchange that's mm-hmm. fucking no <laughs> i think no what, way yeah that's very um that it doesn't i love this movie so much that i let that slide i i like a lot of the dialogue i think it's sweet but i agree that it is not realistic at all to me i think a man at least in like especially in 2013 they were like i want to get the hottest girl but i want her to like not know she's that hot like her being insecure is crazy like her being like you really like me i'm like yeah you're fine shit um like and especially wow, you guys. To be celebrities are people too. They have their well, insecurities. I'm sure, but I mean, I think they're supposed to. And okay, so maybe they're supposed to be a little younger. 
I think if that if you factor in that yeah, he's supposed he just, to be like 22, he, 23. Yeah, they're supposed to be in the early 20, mid-20s. That makes it a little more believable. It's like, just really fucked. hard for me to believe that Rachel McAdams only, is like, do you like me? Like, yeah. The, the only thing he has going for him is that he's a lawyer. Like, that's I don't think it. he's a bad looking guy. I really he's not don't. bad looking. He's not bad looking, but he would never be with Rachel McAdams unless he's he funny. were a lawyer. Well, I think I think honestly, that's one of the reasons why that like that dark he's, restaurant is like yeah, 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 the perfect yeah. setup for this, right? Because like they literally, yeah. she can't judge him at all for how he looks yeah. because they can't see each other. So literally, they get to talking, and it's one hundred percent about their chemistry. It's what Love Is Blind wishes it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Love Is Blind. That's the whole conceit of Love Is Blind. It's like, oh, you fall in love with their personality, and then, and then you can like get into the looks and stuff like that afterwards. Obviously, that shows a it's a different, completely different thing. But like, that's what that scene is like meant to be like, kind of get us over that hump of like, she's out of his league at least when it comes to yeah. Yeah. The aesthetics. Not I mean, again. Not I, that Donald Gleason it, is an it, ugly guy. He's absolutely not. Yeah. But it, Rachel McAdams is is another level of gorgeous. Right. Yeah. It yeah. does. Yeah. It's. I just really my only qualm. Like I can even I can I can suspend my disbelief that this guy is. Yeah. I mean, his family's clearly very wealthy. So I mean, that works for her and his benefit too. <laughs> but I was gonna like, say like he's nice and he's funny and he's got money and his family and is loaded. so nice. Like yeah. his family being that sweet and like that makes a big difference too. Like I don't know, yeah. could marry into way worse. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm saying I I buy it. I can succumb to that. But the only thing that really just like, and I can even let it go because I still like the movie. But the yeah. some of the language and like moments of romance are just to me like like I said, just like that would never happen. Like just a hundred percent. No woman is gonna say that to you, and or let you say that to them. Oh, you think like the prostitute joke? And it just worked. They said that joke a lot of times, and I was like, the prostitute joke. They kept saying it. Yeah. 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 But Um, that's my only. That's my. That was my only complaint. I needed to be critical because I'll probably be vulnerable here in about twenty minutes or four minutes. Uh, (laughs) So, so uh, I needed to be uh, a little hardened. Yeah. Thank you for when, letting me put it on my show. Well, I'm glad you Seth, I'll let you get hard you. anytime, buddy. Oh, that's beautiful. Bro, that's pretty... <laughs> no, I think that's lovely. I'm what, glad man? you brought that up because I wouldn't have mentioned any of those moments because I like this movie so much, but that's definitely something that I like. Every time I watch it, there's like a little, a tiny like, oh. Like that part when she's all being all like coy and then I think that's really the main part. I think the rest of it, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. It's, it's just, it's just their meet cutes. It's, it's, it's like they're, they're like connecting, yeah. connecting moments are, are feel false to me because, because, uh, yeah. yeah. When, when they meet in the museum, he's yeah. There's weird. no like, way there's they a way would, to do yeah. That that's not that weird. He's really creepy. In well, that, yeah. in I, I, I believe his weirdness. I do no, not I don't believe, believe her reaction. Let, yeah. That, his, like a, she yeah, come eat with away, us. Yeah, you know. And like, I was also thinking, like, okay. Also, wait. I want to say the part at the party when he like says verbatim what she thinks. I'm like, that's too much. But again, I, I mean, I him. know this because I am that weird. So <laughs> I have, I have had, I have had interactions with women, and I'm just like, 
like it just doesn't work. That shit does not work. So <laughs> I just can't. Um, yeah, I can't yeah. stand for it. I can't stand for the unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, I was also thinking when I was watching their first meeting when he like goes back to fix his friend's play and then realizes he lost her number. It was, I just think there was a way he could do both. I think he could have like taped the lines. I was really going for this. I was like, couldn't you just go to the play and tape the lines up that he needs to know and just be like, no one worry. This is just in case he told me to do it. Like there's a way to do that and then make it to the restaurant. I think he could have done both without having to go through that elaborate, like now I have to find her thing. I, good- I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you that it, it could have happened. But yeah. for me, like all the time travel stuff is irrelevant. Like, yeah, like I don't care because I, I, it is the only plot device in the film. So like yeah. I, I really I get what they're doing with it. So it's like to me, the time travel, I can I can let go of the rules in this movie, which is strange because normally I'm a stickler. Like normally yeah. I'm like, Mm-mm-mm. but like. In this movie, I don't care because it doesn't feel like that's what it's about, you know? And yeah. and like, though, yes, you could be a stickler. By like, being a stickler, you you're missing the point. Yeah. The baby stuff's cool, though. I, I yeah. totally think that stuff is like a beautiful excuse. Like, the ha- last half of this movie, so superior to the first half of this movie. Like, yeah. Once because, they get once they get together, yeah. once yeah. Rachel yeah, McAdams yeah, yeah, and and yeah. Tim get together, I mean that was brutal to watch for me right now. But but like, for me, like I want a I want a family. I want I want kids. You know, like I want that moment. You know, I want that to happen for me. And so like watching this and like watching like I, I his life play out. And kind of like being able to reflect on it as it's happening and his and dealing with his dad. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. The last half of the movie is so, so beautiful. Cause like even, even, I think even though that this actor probably hasn't even had kids in real life at this point, like they, I think they do such a good job of like conveying what it's like once you've had a child, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, I do the flip side of that, like the moments that I really like with them and like before they get married, because I agree like that part of the movie is my favorite, the last half. But um, I think the proposal scene's really sweet and really realistically written. I um, liked it too. Yeah. That's very sweet. And then I also really like like when um, it might not be super realistic, but it was genuinely funny, like when uh, her parents come in thought that was a cute little moment, like throwing those in to make yeah. their relationship yeah. more. I believed that they were like yeah. in love, love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Oh, and the passing of time, Richard Curtis is so good at that. The scenes that like show that time is passing without being like a year later. Yeah. Like yeah, when they're yeah. running through the subway with the best, like that's the best version of that song. I love that song so much. The how long will I love you cover? How long will I love you? Yeah. yeah. Um, and just them like, as like the time passes. Yeah. Just like Notting Hill, there's that scene where he's walking through the market and the seasons are changing and it's just like so good. He always uses music, which is really cool. Yeah. He always uses like live performance, Mm -hmm. which is kind of neat. 
Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm speaking of, I mean, Seth, you already t- touched on this, like that part, the wooing part of this movie, the romantic comedy part of this movie is really only that like first third, maybe, maybe. Um, and it's structured it, really uniquely. This movie's yeah. structured really yeah. uniquely. Yeah. And so the movie, I also agree. It, this movie is like, if it was just the love, the romantic comedy angle on this concept, I don't think this movie would be nearly as resonant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the second half of this movie that where it really, really shines. Um, and so, I mean, we already are kind of touching on it. Like, so what are some things that really stick out to you guys? What are some things that strike you? And uh, I mean, ultimately, what do you, what is this movie about to you? Wait, what's, is that the name of the podcast? That's what we did. What's it about? What's it about? That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. It's, oh God. (laughs) I mean, I think what's what's nice about this movie is that it's about, it it encompasses a whole ordinary life. It encompasses everything, right? The the answer, the answer, I mean, the answer to the question is easy, Mm -hmm. but it's difficult in execution. Yes. And, and that's what this podcast is about. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So is is answering that question so the answer is to be present Mm -hmm. right like to be totally present in the life you have and and to me i mean if i were going to expound on how my definition of what that means is to acknowledge if you're fully present you acknowledge that this life is bigger than what you are and there is a design behind it. And, and I think what he does at the end is he, he knows everything's going to be okay and go the way it's supposed to go, right? And life is about accepting that up, um, up, and, up and to death, right? And uh, it's not easy to do. Your whole, you're going to spend your life learning how to do it. But that's to me, to me, the, the boiled down answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I mean, but this movie does capture what we're talking about here. Mm. Yeah. Um, I agree. I was going to say gratitude, I guess. And also, which I think is to be truly grateful. You have to be present. Um, and yeah, it's a hard question because it's like, it's about life, but like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I think also what, how, how, how miraculous it is to be like, this is going to sound so cheesy, but to be loved and seen mm-hmm. and that moment, I think to, to me, like this movie boils down to, like it's the crux of it for me that really gets me is when they're looking at each other, uh, Tim and his dad, and they just say, I think he says like, my son. And he looks back at him and says, my dad. Like that's when I start, that's when I lose it. Yeah, um, that's pretty. And then, yeah, and then they go back and he's a little kid and he's, you know, the dad is younger and they just have that moment on the beach. Like just like the gratitude of, I don't know. Like, it's amazing that 
we're here at this moment with the people who make us feel these really good things and sometimes bad things. Like that's pretty sick. So I think it's just slowing down. And also in his relationships with like even kind of strangers, like when he does his day over again and slows down a little bit, um, even the strangers in his life react differently to him. And yeah. you can see or kind of they light up a little bit more and like it enriches his relationships. And you see Rory be really grateful that he takes the time to see him. You see like the cashier be really grateful. Mary like kind of responds in like a warmer way a little bit. Not that she's ever cold, but you know. When I am, when I am not a fearful, anxiety ridden person, mm-hmm. I'm such a fucking good person. <laughs> and what yeah. I and what I mean and what I mean by that is is like I love myself. I love myself when I'm not completely terrified of the future. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially the last eight weeks have been hell. I've been in hell, and I'm just now starting to feel like I'm not thinking about the future as much. I mean, I, I still am, but I'm not like terrified of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm just saying, I, I, the point of saying that is like, we're all better people when we have that trust and faith in the moment, hmm. because we're able to be our full selves as opposed to bound fucking neurotic paranoid fucking idiots, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then people well, respond in kind It just, it like... It's a ripple effect. Well, Megan, I don't know if you guys noticed in that cashier scene, right? He where he, the first day where his dad tells him the secret, right? Mm-hmm. The live each day, then live it again, free from all those distractions, mm-hmm. right? Um, and worries. The first time we see that scene, the first time he does it, he's obviously he feels like he's having a bad day. He's overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. He's nervous. He's worried. They do that cashier scene, and we only see him. We don't see the cashier's face. We it's yeah. Like, it's only him. He's only yeah. focused on himself, literally. Mm-hmm. And then when they do that day a second time, they show the cashier's face yeah. and her. She's smiling, and and you know, he actually can focus on the interaction that he's having, and the person and the human being in front of him. Yeah. Where before and we literally were that we, definitely we could not see them, right? Yeah. Me personally, that's that's what happens, right? Like mm-hmm. you're so terrified that you can only tunnel yeah. vision on what you're thinking about, and like. And close off. Yeah. And that just makes it worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, you, but that's what I'm saying is like the experiential proof of learning to do this is it takes – you have to do it. You know what you I mean? You have to like, be – well, I think it's also interesting that like I think at the end he realizes like the full lesson, which is like not using his – like living it like everybody yeah. else would live it. But – with this like unique point of view, but in that part where he's taking his dad's advice, I mean, to be fair, it's easier to go about your day really present and without that anxiety when you've already lived it once and you know things are going to be relatively okay. Like we wake up every day and like, if you have that anxiety and that fear that maybe that's the lead, like that's what leads that day. But if you wake up again, you're like, okay, I've done this before. I know it'll be fine. I'll be So he does have an advantage in that part. And and, yeah. and to be to be fair, like we said, this is obviously this philosophy and this movie is being very sentimental and very 
whimsical about this this philosophy of life of like a just yeah live in the moment be present it's all gonna be okay of course it's easy to say when you have the ability if it's not okay if something it's bad right. happens yeah. you you know no, that you can go back i'm not but that you would cur- but having that confidence yeah it's a curse. Of course. And we see That's that with so like smart. his sister, right? Mm-hmm. We see that with his sister. I mean like I could go back and make her life better from the jump. Mm-hmm. But right. he has to learn in the movie that like no, she needs to learn it in the present. Mm-hmm. It can't – she – like this – It won't stick. Right. Let's get, let's get weird. To, let's get well, weird. Also, I think it's really lovely what this movie does with the dad, right? With the relationship with the dad. And it's Love crazy because like Love it's him. so – He's so understated. He's so underplayed. Yeah. Like he is so plays it so light. He plays it so subtly. And, mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it's he's so endearing. Mm-hmm. His his dad is so endearing, and it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like you can feel how much love they have for each other, and but it's like played so so. It's real. It's, a, it's they do a yeah. really good. They do a really. It does it's a really such good a gentle job. touch with this movie. The way that and that relationship mom. is. Yeah, I really How lovely like her she mom is. Too. I got, She's yeah. sturdy. <laughs> I gotta talk. Yeah. I gotta yeah. talk about my mom real quick. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we were at lunch, and uh, my mom and I are very very similar. Okay, um, I probably got my emotional shit from her um so she's probably she's probably also on the spectrum um and um we were talking yesterday about all that you know and like i was kind of being like this is my experience you know i get stuck in thought loops um um she does too so like also my emotions and experience of the world is turned up to a nine most of the time so it's like everything hits me intensely and I express myself very intensely, which is, um, a lot for most people. Um, but, uh, so my mom and I are having this conversation and, and she's, she's like recognizing, acknowledging her own experience as the same. And then she was like, you know, this is going to sound really crazy but sometimes I think I know the future. And I was like, I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Like I do too. Like I have no control over it. I have no control over it, but I kind of know the future. And, uh, and my mom and I were like, agreed <laughs> we like agreed and my dad was like what's going on he just on? didn't touch it he just didn't touch <laughs> it and kept moving dads so, are like, so funny yeah but like he kind of believes her yeah he like kind of believes her but he doesn't know how to explain it or or whatever you know and and i, I maybe it's because my brain's so good at pattern recognition that i kind of can just traject out and so like my subconscious fills in the gaps or something you know mm-hmm. but like just this this movie, yeah. This just this movie, the timeliness of this movie, that conversation with my mom. Um, also, yeah. So I, I kind of believe in it a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think for me, this movie kind of a little bit leans also towards towards something that Megan's kind of thinking is like, you know, 
this movie is, you know, it's about time, but not about like time travel, but or like about, but it's about the time that we get to spend uh, yeah. on, in this life, oh. right? Mm-hmm. And the moments that we that we get to have, and to, like it's that to be present and to to yes. appreciate the things yes. that the, the small things in our life that we get so distracted from and because we're really excited because we're anxious or we're worried or, we're, yeah. or you know whatever it is and just well, that, to be like that, hey, hey like just because those things are there too those anxieties and those fears are there mm-hmm. don't forget to appreciate the big and little things too yeah and that and that's i mean that's i'm sorry i totally missed my point you're, by you're bringing it up the, the point of me saying that is, is even though I can do that, even though that my brain is good at that, it's a hindrance. Mm-hmm. It completely wrecks my life most of the time because I'm never here. Because you're I'm, looking ahead. You're always I'm, looking I'm, ahead. I'm thinking yeah. ahead, you know, mm-hmm. like I can't – It. do you know how much energy it takes for me to be present? It takes – I have to be expressing myself so much. Like either through physical exercise or be in control of a room of a hundred people mm-hmm. like to be fully present or, yeah. or be permitted to like completely zone out, like, like stand somewhere. Mm-hmm. Actually, Megan, I wanted to talk to you about this. I learned something. I learned something from hosting for you the other day. <laughs> like it was a great, it was like a great reminder, honestly, because I was there and for once, I don't have to do something, right? Yeah. Like I, I can just, I can just be present, uh-huh. and like, and I, it was so nice to be in a reactionary position as opposed to an actionary position, mm-hmm. and it was so, it was so like, holy shit, like I can be a person, and then, <laughs> and then, and then also like, I started noticing things took care of themselves. I had no, I had, I didn't have to do anything. Like, I would ah. notice that a bar. No, I, you're, not, you're you're taking this the wrong way. You're taking this the wrong way. <laughs> no, I I know what you mean. It's a very comparatively, it is a it's an easy gig. No, it's not easy. It's not. That's not what I'm arguing. What I'm arguing is it's a it's a it's a job. It's I mean, it's a not job always that, easy. It's a job that permits you to allow things to happen. Yeah. So like, I I allowed, do watch you guys a lot. I'm just standing there like wow. Right, but yeah. but you get to choose how you react, right? And yeah. you, it t- like so. I'm talking so much, so I. I it's, it's a like podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, but I want I want to hear you guys talk, but I have so much to say. Uh, it's like playing the harmonica, right? So like, as a harmonica player. You're the best harmonica player when you know when to play. So like, it's not about you playing. It's about knowing when to play. So sometimes you don't play. You can go whole verses and then you don't play a single note. But then there's a a moment where you know you have to jump in and riff. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that. it reminded me that what I'm trying to say is, Posting the other night reminded me that it's not all on me. It reminded me that I don't have to worry sometimes. Problems take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. Not always. You have, to, you have to react. You have to choose to play. Well, but... it's, it reminds me a little bit of that 
moment when he's quoting Baz Luhrmann's speech, Sunscreen, which I really liked before I saw this movie. That was a thing. I feel like I saw it on YouTube when I was like 16. And the whole speech is really good. But yeah, part of that speech is like all that stuff you're worrying about and all the problems you're anticipating are probably not going to be the ones that really mess you up. So what's the point? Which is much that, easier yeah, said that's, than done. That's such a good. Um, that's such a good speech. Yeah, and also it's much easier said than done, especially when it's like you know how your brain has like familiar grooves. So it's sometimes really hard. Yeah. When like that yeah. feels safe, the anxiety feels safe. You're like, well, I'm. This is where I'm comfortable. This is like yeah. what I'm prepared for. It's much harder to, yeah, to trust. Well, it shook me up. Yeah. You know, I'm so used to doing the same thing at Margot all the time. Mm-hmm. So like that just slight shift yeah. and the permission, the permission to say, I don't have to do that was like way, <laughs> way cl- yeah. clarity. You, you For had, the record, no, I never say at work, I don't have to do that. <laughs> no, but, but no, 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 no. Halt, you're, you're totally taking what I'm saying the wrong no, way. No, I'm kidding. What I'm saying is you should be doing the right thing, not mm. everything. So oh, like, yeah. So like as a host, mm-hmm. it is best to do the the next right thing as yeah. opposed to be because you have to be up there, right? Like you have yeah. to be present for the guest that comes in. Yeah. So like you have the right to stand there and wait. Yeah. You know. Now if you see something that should be done, mm-hmm. react, do it, mm-hmm. and that and that's and that's actually honestly where I am. I live best as a person, mm-hmm. but like I don't ever get to do it. You know, like, all right, don't give my perspective because of, because of fucking capitalist society and toxic masculinity, I have put upon myself that I have to be doing something all the time and it's on me to solve all my problems. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I feel that way a lot of times when working at my job. So when I'm working with the kids, right, it's like you said, it's one of the hardest things when I'm training somebody new at that job is explaining to them, like, look. Like, yeah, we have a curriculum. We have a list of activities that we are supposed to do with the kids and things like that. But they don't care about that. Mm. They are there to have fun. They're there to be in a safe place to and for someone to, to engage them and make them feel both supported and safe. And, and to just make them have a good time and show the parents how to interact with their kids, right? And so, mm. like... Yeah, like you have your lesson plan, you have this and that, but like really, you're just there to riff with these kids, mm-hmm. right? You're just there to be open and, and like Seth was saying, reactive. And I don't, and like 45 minutes goes by because that's how long our classes are, goes by in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And but before you know it, you're four classes in and uh, you've been having an awesome day, right? You're just like, oh, these kids. It's one of the reasons I stick with that job. It doesn't necessarily pay the best. I could definitely make more money working a different job. Um, and I've had some issues with like the workplace, mm-hmm. but the actual like work that I'm doing is both fun and freeing for me because it is super reactive and I parts of my brain are just flowing. They are yeah. just like so open and it's rewarding in that way. And so it's like, but when training somebody new, it's hard to be like, oh, you kind of have to just mm-hmm. like open yourself up to be like, whatever. Like, oh, they don't want to do that thing. They don't want to do that thing. Whatever. I'll, what's, what, what is it that they're doing? I, I, we'll just do that, you know, yeah. and, and find a way to heighten it, I guess, and make it 
more beneficial for them. It's it's tough to explain, but it is so like Seth saying, like weirdly, you're just like observing, mm-hmm. and then being like, all right, there it is, and respond? you're just like yeah, yeah, in, yeah. and you're like, oh, there it is. Whoop, I'm in with yeah. you, and and you go, and and by the time you know it, it's like, oops, we're like. 10 minutes past where we're supposed to be because I wasn't paying attention, you know? That's um, what I was going to ask was like, if this so is about moment. being present, then like what are the things, when do you feel the most present, mm. which I feel like is what you're saying. Oh, yes. Definitely me for when I'm with the kids at my mm-hmm. workplace, but also I'm very clearly when I'm acting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, um, I mean, Seth's seen me act uh, and has been in shows with me and, and obviously has done improv with me. And he said this before. He's like, to me, I'm never more present than when I'm performing. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm performing, I am very free. I'm very reactive. I'm very present, and which is one of my best skills because I'm so also then so good at improv, improv in traditional acting. So for anybody out there, who we I know we have some people who are actors out there that listen to us, but not all of us are. Um, when you're doing traditional acting, you don't improvise all the time. You have lines, specific lines and even if you're in film, very specific blocking most of the time, right? But on occasion, you have moments where you're allowed or the moment calls for you being spontaneous, right? And one of my greatest skills as an actor is being really, really good at finding those moments and and going and going with them, um, and to the point where I, I just shot a, a guest spot for a, a limited series this before I flew out for Thanksgiving, and I'd worked with this director before, and we were in rehearsals. Uh, well, first of all, we uh, I was doing my audition for him uh, as a callback, and I was doing it was on Zoom at that time, and I ad libbed a line during the audition. Like I just threw in an extra an extra line and I got a laugh from him. Uh, and then in the second round of callbacks, he had added that line that I had ad-libbed into the official script. Mm-hmm. Like he, nice. the new draft came yeah, out and cool. that line was added. And then – so I got a second callback and I ended up getting the, the role. And during the read-through, I was – I would throw in little things here and there because, again, I have a really good instinct for that. Of like knowing and feeling it, like oh, you can throw something in here and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he took aside the younger actors in the cast and was like, "Do not improvise or act my lines. Like, do not do that. Like, don't. I wrote this very specifically, so don't, don't add, don't add, don't do any of that." And then he turns over. He goes, "Except for you." And he points to me. Nice. Jeez. He goes. He goes. <laughs> he goes. Except for you. He's like, "You're good at it." You've earned it. You know exactly what you're doing. And That's... during the whole shoot, he he pulled me aside once again. It was like, you have carte blanche to do whatever you Kate want. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, nice. Kate Blanchett. He's you like, you can. Kate Blanchett. He's like, you're allowed to to do any kind of act, like physical acting that you want. You can throw in little quick. He's like, I trust you to not go overboard. And if you do, I'll let you know to pull back. But he's like, I trust you. And I know no matter what you're going to do, it's going to be good. And then he brought me back for this series and same thing. I only I did one scene. He's like, but he's like, I, I know that I can trust you to go, to go off wherever you want. And he's like, and I'm, and I'm the same way. So if I go off, he's like, I can trust you to go along with me. And so we were able to just like 
we did the scene several times and we were just like off bouncing off each other constantly. And it was Mm -hmm. nice to know that somebody's like, I see that this is a skill that you have, that you are so present and so quick in that moment that I can trust you to, to just go. And I don't have to worry about you being thrown off by me doing the same thing. Um, so for me, definitely with the kids and in acting, I'm, I'm very present. I'm very prepared for taking those threads and fielding things as they come. It is so – it is so – it is both zoned in and open at the same time, if that yeah. makes sense. It is so yeah. in, in pace with the universe at that moment mm-hmm. when I'm acting and when I'm uh, with the kids. So yeah. that's – for me, that's – one of the reasons I'm, I pursue acting is because there are very few times in my life where I feel like I'm hitting the wavelength of the universe, but when I'm acting, it does feel that way. Yeah. Sometimes, not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time would be too good to be true. When, and when it comes to stage, when it comes to theater, you can't be so tu- tuned in all the time. Like you, yeah. it's just not possible. But yeah. there are moments where you, when you catch the wave, and it's, it feels amazing. Um, I'm reading a book or I've just finished a book by Betty Gilpin, who was in, mm. you know, Betty Gilpin, who was in Glow. Yep. Uh, and she talks a lot about like chasing that feeling as an actor. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, like the, the rare moments that it happens, like it really yeah. lines up and happens, whether it's with like a scene partner or just like with an audience in a, mm-hmm. a theater and how quickly it is also like taken away. Yeah. Um, and like how quickly the spell can break and how precious those moments are. And there's a really beautiful essay where she talks about um, just like how, yeah, how, how much of that can be kind of like when she's doing film and TV, how we all like Seth, you'll like this women in particular, but everybody is so worried about how they look and, appear and Mm -hmm. what like other people think of them and that makes it really hard to be present and that's why when an actress is on like on screen or like playing in like the Hollywood like machine that can make it so hard to access those like she calls them like dark twisty like gremlin Mm -hmm. parts of yourself because they're like well those parts aren't people don't want those those parts aren't pretty and so when we like figure out how to merge those two things that's when it's like really free Mm -hmm. and like present what about really what about for you, Megan? When are we, when do you feel like you're kind of catching the wave of the universe and, and are present? She's literally surfing. <laughs> um, well, yeah. When I'm in when I'm back home, like at the beach or in the water, like that's that's a big one. Or like on a, when I'm when I did sail or like growing up when mm-hmm. my family was sailing, like being out there is so like I just feel like I'm not worried. Which maybe I should be because I'm like in the middle of the ocean, but like sometimes nothing bad happens in the ocean. Um, (laughs) um, And then honestly, when I'm sewing, like when I'm working on something, Mm. um, which makes me want to do it more. I don't do it as often as I would like to, but when I'm making something and just like letting myself like screw up and play with it and like not really know what I'm, what it's totally going to look like, like working Mm. with like a medium um, time goes by like crazy fast. Sometimes like, it's like one of those things where some days I want to sew, but I'm like, well, I'll lose the whole day if I do that. Mm-hmm. And I have other stuff to do. So I can't do that. Cause I'm so like, it's like, I'm scared to start. Cause I'm like, well, that's like going to be 10 hours. It's going to feel like a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. but I think that's a good sign. Um, <laughs> but it is scary to like feel that way. Cause time is so valuable and we mm-hmm. like, 
you know, monetize it. But probably that. And then also, I was going to say, like a lot of what we're talking about is like creating something. I feel like that's what we're here to do, like create like either like expressions of ourselves or these moments between two people or a piece of art or whatever. Like even in that tiny moment in the movie when like he's looking at the cashier, it's like there's a, there's something being created. Mm-hmm. And when he's not looking at her, like there can't be anything, nothing's happening there because he's not letting it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's something there about how like those yeah. moments too can be moments of like being very present when you're just seeing another person. Mm-hmm. What about for you, Seth? It's hard though to... It's hard to, when you want to be present with another person and serve them, my anxiety comes in because I want to do it right, Mm. right? Well, mine comes in when it's like, what if they don't reciprocate? Yeah, 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 yeah. That too. And it's, I'm a performer, so like, we're both performers, so like, we want to perform. We want to perform for the other person, mm-hmm. right? But when the other person doesn't want you to perform for them, it's like a fucking, you know, like it's mm. like a fucking mind fuck. Um, well, unfortunately, that's the other side of being present. Sometimes it it hurts. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> like yeah. it hurts extra. It feels extra good yeah. when it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and um, I I know that I'm in a in a weird place in my life because I'm to, and I'm not doing place. I mean, I'm doing things, but I'm having to learn to not do things. And that's, uh, to be present in not doing things. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause like, that's how, that's my always been my outlet, right? Like do, that's how, that's how I am present. Right. I, I'll go fucking run five miles or, or, you know, I'll, you know, I'll write a fucking, play or not a play but a a, a comedy show you know like like i i will i can grind and do things but i'm having i'm being forced right now to not do things Mm -hmm. and i'm having to learn to be okay with that yeah and but also it's allowing me to reflect more and i had a i had a very beautiful moment this week um And I would like to tell you about it, um, if you'll listen. Um, I so I have a very good friend that lives in Chattanooga. Her name's Caitlin, and um, post breakup in the last eight weeks, I just needed to be around a woman that wasn't my mother or my sister, and talk. You know. Now this girl. She and I had crazy chemistry. Like, like I'm talking when we kissed, there were fireworks. Like I saw literal fireworks when I kissed this girl in college. And she just like, no. Like we, we it was like hot and heavy for two months. And then she just abruptly was like, no. And I, it's the only time in my life I've ever punched a wall. Like, it's the only time I've, I've like, I like, I, I, I just didn't get it, you know? I didn't get it. But to this day, well, here's what's wild, 
is to this day, she is the only girl that's made it through the gauntlet. Like, and, and, and I mean, like that I've had romantic interaction with and we never like had sex, but like we had romantic stuff happen and, and she's still my friend. Right. And, uh, but to, to kind of tie it to the movie, it's like weird how time works because she has been in my life the whole time. And like, but, but not always like, not always on it's sometimes on accident. And like, she's just like lily padded. Like I was in, I was in her town when she had her baby. Like I was there the day she had her baby and it was just completely happenstance, you know? And so like, and then she came and stayed with me and Sarah in LA uh, for two weeks. I think I met her when she came. Yeah. You met Caitlin. Yeah. 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 And like, and now I'm like friends with her husband and he's kind of maybe going to help me with this talent exhibition Nashville stuff. Like he's very wealthy and like he knows how to run a business and he's going to kind of hold my hand teaching me like which way to go. But like there was this moment, sorry, I know this is a lot. There was this moment. That's the thing I'm working on too, is I'm just going to stop uh, being insecure about myself. Uh, there, there was this, there was this moment, there was this moment where her daughter, she has four kids now. And so like, I know that we weren't meant to be, right? Like, that's fine. But I still love her. Like, I like, I love her. And her daughter dropped her ice cream. And like, I went and we were at the zoo and there was no like, there was nobody there. Nobody was going to do anything. So I cleaned up her daughter's fucking ice cream, you know, because that's what you do. And like, there was this weird moment where I was like on the ground cleaning up her daughter's ice cream. And it was like, she knew that we were going to be like, we're connected for life. Like there's something about it. And it, and so I, I wrote a poem this week about love and, and it's just a haiku, but love Love is a term, like, I don't, I'm not going to do the haiku, but basically the mm. gist of the poem, the gist of the poem is, is that like, love never goes away. It doesn't ever go away, but it does shift and change and it has to shift and change. It has to shift and change because that's what makes it love is mm. that it is for both of you and for the other person. And, and like, if it's too rigid, if it's too rigid, then it's not love, mm. you know? So it was a good lesson. It was good to see her. And, and it's just like in relation to this film, like you don't know what life's going to give to you, you know, like who knows, you know, but, but there is this like weird connection through time that love, that love makes, you know, which mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that this movie highlights that. Mm -hmm. You know, got to appreciate those moments. Gotta yeah. Just, just, you know, be prepared for them. Just be open to them. Right. Yeah. There's a line but in like, that song. Sorry, Seth, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Well, this, we're talking about the music in this movie. There's, I used to listen to the soundtrack all the time. Um, I think it's 
the song Gold in Them Hills and the mm. chorus is like, give the day a chance to start, which I think is like basically what you're saying. Like, or a part of like has threaded through this whole conversation. Like don't give up on yourself or the day before it shows you what's actually going to happen. Because I think anxiety kind of makes you want to do that. Just walk through the day like something will go wrong. So I just have to make it with minimal damage. And like, that's not, I'm just that, so that's good. Not at, it. I'm so good at knowing what's coming next that but, everything, I feel I'm a prisoner. I'm a prisoner to the day. Does that make sense? Like, but like, yeah, but you can't do that before you let it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I, but that's the problem is, is like, I'm going to do this tomorrow and I have it all yeah. like lined out, you know? And it's like, yeah. and so like you can get in this prison of like, all I'm going to do is fucking drive for Uber, you know, like. But then I think. But I got, I got a hundred dollar tip. I got a hundred dollar tip last night. Nice. Because I was open. Yeah. To, to going off, off the grid. Because yeah. a guy, a guy got stranded and he was like, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you do this for me. And I was like, yeah. I mean, it was a no brainer, but like, I didn't have to trust him. You know, it was late at night and sketchy and. But I did, you know. I think when it's like feels that way, like I, I'm not great at this, but like only those moments of like connection with somebody else or something like sweet or beautiful, like those moments pull you out of that rigidity a little bit and let you gain a little bit of perspective. Like I'm a sucker for like, I don't know, any like poem or song or book or whatever that's just like, a celebration of those like tiny little things, food, especially like romanticizing food, food. Like we talked about this, I think when we did Rocky horror things that like whenever you feel pleasure, like, do you let yourself feel pleasure? I think you're very present when you let yourself and food is a really good shortcut yeah. to that. I think for both of us, there's no one that works at Margot cafe and bar does not have that. <laughs> yeah. going for them. That's true. But yeah, even um, that moment, I keep going back to the cashier moment because it's like, it's a good little, little time. It's a nice moment. Yeah, it's sweet. Uh, they, I don't know if you noticed, but when he first, I don't know if this really means anything, but when he went the day before, or I guess the first time he did the day, he, it, she rang him up and it was like $4. And then she rang him up the next day and it was like $6. And a part of me was like, did he get himself a little treat? <laughs> <laughs> like he might've gotten himself a little treat. He's feeling better about, about yeah. what was going on. Yeah. Or he got a treat for someone else or, mm -hmm. you know, it's just nice. Yeah. I feel really present when we do these podcasts. Yeah. Same. This is Same. one of those moments. Uh, I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate this space. I'm thankful for this space. Thankful for both of you. Um, it, I, I could not have gone through the last six months of my life without you guys. And uh, I'm glad I'm getting to the other side of this horse shit. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're still here. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. It's a very timely movie. Good pick. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that we all appreciated it and it can, you know, like I said, it connected with us. It's one of those movies that I don't think enough people know about. And uh, I'm glad I could share it with you guys. Um, 
and share it with uh, any of our listeners out there. Um, fucking brutal, though, bro. Fucking brutal. It is brutal. It is a brutal it movie. Brutal. For it's me, decept- like, I'm telling it's you. deceptively brutal. I had to stop. I had to leave the fucking room three times because mm-hmm. it was just... Ugh. But uh, yeah. I think if you're going to give this movie a chance, because you definitely should, um, I think, yeah, it just reminds us that we all are moving through our existences and we can forget that we only get it once, right? And this movie well, yeah. highlights that because he gets to do it again. And if he would have, and like he says, if I would have done it the first time, like I could do it, like like I've done it already, it would be, it would be, I would appreciate be- it so much more. And I think, I think the key is to believe it's going to be perfect the way it is. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's how you, I don't know. I mean, it's figuring it out it's hard, but it's already perfect. I mean, I, I, I have, I have this theory that we're going to get to the end of the life, end of life. And it's like, you were in heaven the whole time, bro. Like you were, you were there the whole time and the veil is just lifted and you're going to go, holy shit. Holy shit. This is it. Like, this is it. Like that's like, but then you'll know, you'll know, you'll know that this was it the whole time. And it's just the acceptance that it's the way it's supposed to be. There's a really good, I can never remember the name of it and I can't really ever find it. There's a really good Billy Collins poem. Um, that's kind of about that where he it's talking about like when you get to heaven and everything's perfect. Like, will you miss like the sound of the train coming down the tracks or like the woman, like flipping the newspaper on the bench or like Mm -hmm. the feel of a tangerine skin, like what stuff that might be like, not even annoying, but like the texture of life that when people think about heaven, when it's like pure and there's like, I don't know, like, well, if it's, you might miss that other stuff. If it's constrained, so this is why I think it's already this way. Mm-hmm. Is because it's the only way that the, anything can ever be real. So, like, it has to be this way, or you wouldn't be able to really experience it. Because mm-hmm. then you can't appreciate the smell of an orange, or you can't appreciate the way the sun comes through a window or mm. the sound of a cat. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, like, like you have to, you have to, you have to take the good with the bad yeah. to appreciate it all. And like embracing those moments is a way of welcoming and more of them, which sounds so, every time I talk about this movie, I sound so cheesy, but it is a look. This movie has a, a woo woo ness about it. It's so it. sweet. It's very woo woo. Uh, <laughs> like people say, there's another, I'm just quoting a ton of people now, but it's another quote about how like everyone's an artist, but like the ones who like make stuff are just the ones who like have enough time and like like stop to write it down or record those thoughts. Mm. Like we all have that creative side. It's just the people who are like stupid or brave enough to write it down or have the time to or draw it or sing it or whatever. And I think that requires presence because you're like recognizing your own thought in that moment and then putting that out there in the form of like a creative thing is a form of gratitude and a form of like recognizing it and saying thank you and hopefully welcoming more. What would, I don't know if it was you that posted it, <coughs> but I saw something this week that was like the, if you don't acknowledge gratitude, it's completely 
Like if you have gratitude and you don't express it, mm. then it's completely wasted. Yeah. So I don't like, know if that, I don't think that was me, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Like you, like you must express gratitude for it to be. Mm. Well, we are in the perfect season for that. As like I said, we just had Thanksgiving Yeah, uh, and we are right in that gap between Thanksgiving and Christmas, another time of year to be thankful, another time of year to appreciate things and people in our lives and, uh, and all the things that we have and all the things that we get to do. Um, so I want to say thank you to you two for joining me for this podcast and every week, but this week as well. Um, and thank you all, anybody out there who t- decides to listen. Thank you. Uh, like I said, uh, gratitude only matters if you show it, right? It only is useful if it's shown. So what's uh, between now and the next time we see each other, let's make sure that we Remember that maybe a little bit more than we usually do throughout the year. Give ourselves a couple more opportunities, especially while we're in Bali. I mean, especially while Megan's in Bali. (laughs) While I am here. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, uh, Megan, is your turn (sighs) to pick what movie. But we have to do do shout outs first so no one leaves early. Find me time. (laughs) Uh, So, Seth, go ahead and shout yourself out. Yeah. Um, I just updated my website, so my show is actually on my website now. So uh, SethCrow.com with an E. Um, Find me on Instagram, Seth Adam Crow uh, with an E. You can find me on fucking TikTok now. Um, uh, The Birdie Word, The Birdie Word for Seth Crow. Um, And yeah, my my show's up on YouTube. Um, That's it. Congrats, man. Megan, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram at Megan underscore Jane 61, M-E-A-G-H-A-N. And some of my poetry on Instagram at Sometimes Songs. Awesome. Thank you, Megan. And I'm Ricardo Boy Diaz. You can find me at Ricardo Boy Diaz on Instagram and TikTok. You can find this show, the What's About Film podcast, putting out new episodes most Friday mornings. Sometimes we miss one or two. <laughs> um, but you can find us on, uh, on social media. Uh, at what's about podcast on Instagram and at what's about pod on TikTok. And now it's time to talk about what's next. And it's Megan's turn. I'm panicking. Because yeah, you didn't know it was your turn? I'm panicking. No, I did. I did. Okay, I'm going to have to. I think I'm stealing one of Seth's <gasps> on his list. Um, Do it. But Steal one. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start veering into holiday stuff, I think. Fun. Because um, it's time. But like on, on the lighter side, we're going to ease into awesome. it. So um, when Harry met Sally. Oh, Yay. I'm glad. I'm glad you picked it. I'm glad okay. you picked it and not me. I didn't want to take it because I know you'd said that you wanted to do it, but I, I if I, I'm thinking of Christmas movies that yeah. aren't really, but are kind of. I love it. So oh, wait, when are, we doing, are we in Christmas now? Are we doing Christmas movies now? It's up to you. We don't we have, don't have to. to, but I I'm going. Because I got be one watching. in the hopper. I got one okay. in the hopper. Okay. Well, I'm then if you about. we can start doing our Christmas stuff. That's fine. No, not it, mine's not a Christmas movie, but it's oh. it's in the hopper. It's, we already did fun. my other favorite. I mean, other than It's a Wonderful Life, we already did my other favorite Christmas movie, which is in Bruges. So I don't have a lot. Like You're I right. watch a ton of Christmas movies, but those are like the big ones. Love it. So when Harry met Sally, it's 1989. Uh, there's uh, so many places to watch when Harry met Sally. Uh, you, you can watch it on me. YouTube, Hulu. Fubo TV, Sling TV, the Roku Channel, Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, and uh, Showtime Anytime uh, with a subscription. 
or you can rent it on Redbox, Google Play Movies and TV, Apple TV, and Vudu. Uh, so lots of places to watch when Harry met Sally. Um, back to back fucking romantic comedies. Hey, just, man. Just <laughs> all you newly, need is love. The, the newly like, single guy just some crying Some of the best alone. ones. Some of the best ones. No, Seth, I, will say, I, I will say when Harry met Sally is the only one that made it has made it past my no like it's to me when harry sat when, when harry miss sally is a movie movie it is not a romantic comedy it is a movie movie i can't have this fight with you again but yeah i sure <laughs> well let's save it save it save yeah. it hold it yeah. harness it holding, save it. I'm holding it. I'm holding it when harry met sally for next episode so thank you all out there for listening and thank you to my two co-hosts we will talk to you again next time bye-bye Bye. adios